Girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, and a little bit of pop culture and all things womanhood. All right, so today we're just going to jump right into our first segment, which is called Girlfriend Check In. And this is where we pick a question at random from one of those conversation starter card games and see where it takes us. So the card game that I'm using today is called We're Not Really Strangers. And all right, let me just go ahead and pick a card. I'm nervous. (laughs) You should. Okay. What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? Mm. Mm. Question. <laughs> See, this I is harder you, than, than I thought it would be. I, these questions are deep. They have a like a level one where it's more um, people who you don't know and it's like mm-hmm. your perception of people. And then the middle level, level two, it's all about connection. So this is a connection question. Mm. For those of you out there listening, um, you can play this game with your best friend, with strangers, with anybody you have a relationship with, significant other, parent, and at least it's some really good conversation. Okay. What initially comes to mind, I wish I, now I wish I had more time to think about this. I can give an answer if you want more time to think about it. I mean, I have my answer now, but okay. it may change. Okay. Once I sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the question that I'm trying to answer right now in life is, am I finding the right balance in life hmm. in terms of being a new mom being a wife, starting a business? Am I allocating the right amount of energy and time to those different areas of my life? And just knowing that, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, but um, I guess just trying to get everything done. And Mm -hmm. am I doing that in the most efficient best way possible. Gotcha. That's interesting. Uh, This whole idea of balance, right? So do you think there's just like one balance that you're trying to attain? Or do you feel like you're allowing space for, okay, balance might look different today versus tomorrow, this week versus next week. Uh, And then some days I just might not have balance. Like how comfortable are you with that balance changing? I've grown more comfortable versus, you know, when my son was born. Mm -hmm. So I'd say on week one of motherhood, I don't want to say that I was being harder, hard on myself, more so I felt a lot of pressure, you know, when you first come home from the hospital, yeah, you can be a bit chaotic, you want your, you know, your house could be a mess and you're just like, I'm not getting it all done. 
you're healing, low energy. And after conversations with my mom, my doctor, other women in my life that I really value their opinion, they kind of gave me permission and hey it's okay if it doesn't all get done and if one if this one area of your life is slightly lacking or you're not able to put as much time and energy into these different things as you were before so I've gotten a lot better within the last seven months wow okay so two things one uh this was a concern that I had for you um before the baby was born just because I know how much you like order and mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing but I just remember thinking man it it won't be the same as it was before and I really hope she's okay with that so that's the first thing but um the next thing is that you actually reminded me of this post that I read a friend of mine posted on Instagram and I'm not going to read the whole caption, but a part of it was, I see other moms just killing it. They're living their best life while having a clean house, organized fridges while maintaining their marriage and social life. I'm happy for them, but in my heart, I'm secretly trying to get to that place too. And she goes on to like, when will I get my life together? When will I be done with this? And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you just reminded me of that. And I think that's a really relatable question to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. De- I've definitely gotten more comfortable with being able to say, okay, well, today I was able to put more energy and effort into this one area, but it's gonna have to. I'm gonna have to scale back tomorrow. Yeah, and the next day, and yeah, I've definitely gotten more comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. That was a great answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love family feud, you know, when, when they're like, good answer. And you're like, really, that answer was trash. Why are you hyping them up for that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the question that I'm trying to answer most right now, sorry, I thought I had it together, but I'm like, Ooh, do I have it together? <laughs> um, okay. So being in academia. Um, I think the question that I've kind of always had, or at least from very early on of me starting my PhD program, was how much of academia do I see in my future? Like, I am a huge fan of people who take things and make it their own. And so I think for me, it probably won't look like the the typical, oh, I'm going to get a job and then work towards tenure. Like I can already see in myself, like that might not be the path that I want to take for myself. And so um, I question like, how much is that going to be a part of my future? And is it even possible for me to have one foot in and one foot out? Like, will people think of me as less of a scholar (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm not all in? Um, Do I even care what those people think? but also do they have a valid point, you know? So um, yeah, just how much of this is going to be a part of my life in the future? Hmm. Yeah. I wonder, do you feel like, whether it's your friends or your family, that 
other people are putting pressure on you to answer that question? Not at all. <laughs> okay. So I, I was going to say, I feel like when people hear that someone's getting a PhD, they okay. automatically assume, oh, you're going to go teach or they've already, oh, this is going to be your path. Right. And so I'm glad to hear that other people aren't putting that pressure on you. Yeah, I am. I am too. Um, if there were any pressure to come from it, maybe it would be from my professors. Not not necessarily pressure, but you know, it's kind of their job to make sure I'm equipped for the job market when I finish, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure that's something that they would like to see me in the field doing this work that you know they've spent time preparing me for. So. Um, I don't know if they're going to put pressure on me, but I think I would feel pressure, whether it's there or not on their end, I might feel pressure um, from them, which, okay. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So, you know, <laughs> we're coasting for a little bit. It's just me and, you know, my own thoughts. So, all right. So uh, that was good. That was a pretty deep question. <laughs> Next time we might have to review these questions before <laughs> recording. No, don't take away the surprise. That's the best part. <laughs> I like the element of surprise, but these are deep questions. Very. To be played with. <laughs> and all of them are like that. Like it's not, there's not one that's like slacking. <laughs> They're all really deep. Uh, but I do love that we're doing these questions and they are thought provoking. And that question is definitely something that I'll continue to think about. Yeah, going forward. Yeah. And um, for those who are listening, make sure you follow us on Instagram, because we're definitely going to put that question on our stories within the next <laughs> week. And I'm looking forward to what people's responses will be. All right, so I think this is a good time to just hop right into the topic for this week, which is not all good advice is useful advice. And I wanted to talk about this because I think on my own journey to becoming a woman, um, the one thing that makes me feel more like an adult or more like a woman is hearing feedback or hearing advice and being able to sift through what is going to apply to me, like what I'm actually going to take and apply to my life versus what I need to say, hey, that was great advice, but it doesn't line up with where I'm going in life. And I think one of the reasons why I love this idea so much is because it takes a lot of confidence to take someone's advice, especially if it's somebody who you respect and say, you know what, I trust you and your opinion but I kind of trust me and my opinion even more. So um, yeah, so with that in mind, I was just curious if you had any examples of a time where somebody gave you advice that maybe ordinarily would be cool, mm -hmm. but it just didn't apply to you and you had to do what was best for you and leave their advice to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think just being a young person, People are full of advice, whether it's your parents, coworkers, wow. uh, if you have older friends. Um, but for me, I can definitely say, yes, I've gotten a lot of advice specifically around career choices and the direction that I should and shouldn't be taking. Um, so most recently, when I left my last role, 
uh, that was a pretty, pretty big decision that many people around me uh, were advising against that I shouldn't do it. And they, they all had very good reasoning and uh, the advice was very thoughtful. Yeah. And I'd even say if I weren't myself and if I didn't have um, a vision in mind, then I'd even be questioning too, like, Hey, like that's actually really good advice. Uh, You know, (laughs) especially in the economy and just kind of everything that's going on to leave what people would call a good job. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then <laughs> I don't even know if I want to talk about this, Please but do. <laughs> I want you to talk about this. So I had, I had this coworker uh, who was about 15 years older than me. This is at the first company I worked for at the time, I think I was 23 years old Hmm. and, you know, she was a really nice lady and she really took to me. We were uh, one of the few uh, African-Americans that worked on, well, that worked for the company at all. And then specifically on this team. And so she took to me in kind of a auntie motherly role, which was, nice, you know, having someone older at the company kind of looking out for you and having your back on your team, especially being early on in your career. Um, But to shorten it up, she, once she found out that I had a boyfriend and, you know, him and I had been dating for maybe a year, not quite a year and a half, just a little over a year at that point, um, she gave me the advice that I should break up with him. And it kind of caught me off guard because I had never expressed to her anything negative about the relationship or that he was a bad person. So I was kind of taken aback by why she'd be giving me this advice. And what was also interesting is that she was persistent with the advice. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, it was coming from a good place, I I believe. Um, yeah. I think she just saw a young lady that she didn't want to see wasting her time. And she made the assumption that, oh, you guys have been dating for a year. You know, girl, don't let him waste your time. Don't let him drag you along, which I understand because people do do that. However, the situation that I was in at that point in time, that that advice really didn't apply. So I'm thankful that I didn't take her advice. (laughs) He's he's now my husband. (laughs) However, I I do understand where she was coming from, because we we've all seen it, you know, but also like, is a year wasted time at 23? That's where she was assuming one that I wanted to be married right 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 at that time yeah Uh, (laughs) and and her and I we were cool but we weren't that close I wasn't divulging (laughs) to her like hey this is how I feel about the relationship or that I'm I want to get married and he's not asking me so that's why I was not cool like that (laughs) in so many words um but yeah so that's why I was just taken back that she would be telling me that and she was pretty persistent about it um I will say because I was younger at the time I never pushed back on her 
about mm-hmm. keeping her advice about my relationship. I just kind of went along to get along. I wanted to maintain the coworker friendship thing that we had going on. However, now that I'm older, if I were to find myself in that same situation, I probably would tell her in a respectful way, hey, thanks for looking out for me. Mm-hmm. However, you know, my man and I are good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she meant that. With every ounce of her being, she meant that. <laughs> it's okay, I'm not mad at you. Uh, yeah, that that's really interesting. I... I think the one thing, and this kind of relates to uh, you don't want to waste your time. Uh, back in the day when I was thinking about like going to get a master's and I don't even know if a PhD was on my radar at that time, but a family member said, oh, well, don't get your master's, just go straight and get a PhD in anything. And then once you're a doctor, you can write on whatever you want to write on, like whatever subject matter you want to write on. And people will still take you seriously because you have this title. And I get where that person was coming from because, you know, time is a funny thing, especially when you're a woman. I feel like people, time is just such a huge deal. I've never really felt like that. Maybe I should feel a little bit more like, you know, time is pressing, but um, I don't. So I understand what this person was saying, like, hey, you'll still be respected, but kind of having having the knowledge that I had, right, of, okay, if I go into whatever field and just start writing on this topic, people who are trained in this field are probably going to look at me crazy, like, first of all, you're not one of us, you don't have our training, and you're just making all these assumptions and expecting to be taken seriously. So of course, maybe regular people would have taken me seriously, but nobody gets a PhD just to be um, taken seriously by the masses, although that is important to me too. But you also want other people in the field to be like, hey, this is a respectable scholar in this field. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the one advice where I was like, uh, you know, what? I don't think I'm gonna take that, but thanks. Do you mind me asking, Mm -hmm. did this family member have any experience in academia or higher education? Higher education, yes, but not in, like, not in academia, if that makes sense, you know? So this person's path wasn't, oh, maybe I'll become a professor someday. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was solid advice. Like I said, I understood where the person was coming from, because I think this does work in other fields. Like, when I get my PhD and what I'm working on, there are still other things that I'm going to talk about outside of my field, but it's just harder because of this the uniqueness of this subject matter, you don't want to be out here just saying stuff without Mm -hmm. at least the training. So yeah. Um, So you say that it was good advice. So how do you distinguish between good advice and useful advice? For me, I think if my instinct is saying go the opposite way, Like if I know, okay, making this decision, I'll still feel unfulfilled, Mm. you know, (laughs) like I'll still feel like there's something missing. I think that's what kind of gives me the hint to go one way Mm. or the other, just that instinct. And um, I think now that I have a better vision of the life that 
I want, you know, if something doesn't align with that, if something doesn't help me get to that, um, not that I wouldn't do other things, but if it's a complete distraction from where I would like my life to go, then mm-hmm. that's another telltale sign of this isn't for you. So yeah, those yeah. two things. Yeah, because they're only giving you advice based off of what they can see and what you what you've told them. Mm-hmm. And exactly. while people may have the best intentions and they want what's best for you, they don't they may can't see the entire vision. They maybe can't see the end goal mm-hmm. or maybe the vision and end goal isn't as important to them or they don't see it as something that should be the outcome. Yeah. Maybe only you see the outcome as important or top priority. Exactly. Yeah. How, how about you? Like, what are some ways you would distinguish between, oh, this is good advice versus this is useful advice that I need to take? I would say, like you, I think about the end goal. Mm -hmm. And if it's just going to move me towards that end goal. And also keeping in mind, are they just giving me the safe route? Right. You know, which I'm not saying that the safe route isn't good, but the safe route may not necessarily get me to that goal. Right. There's a time for the safe route. route. The safe route in a time for not the safe route. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and then also good advice may be helpful for you, but it may not be helpful for that specific situation. I'd say as of lately, in terms of motherhood, I've been getting a lot of advice, inundated with advice, which I'm thankful for. However, your child and kind of your specific situation could be different. So while I'm getting a lot of good advice, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be useful in different situations for my specific child. So yeah, that makes sense. Do you think, do you think it's easier or harder for you to I guess ignore, not ignore, that's a bad way of phrasing it, (laughs) but are there some people whose advice it's harder for you to not take? I'd say at this point in my life, no. Okay. However, when I was younger, mm-hmm. not as sure of myself, not as confident in my decision-making abilities. Yes, I definitely say that my parents or other family members, it was more so me questioning my judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also when you're younger, if you are going against the grain or advice of your, of your parents, you know, even just being afraid of their reactions. (laughs) Because they will lay it on thick. Yeah. Like they (laughs) could definitely take it to heart. Like you're going against what I am advising you to do. And they're so dramatic. I remember specifically one time, um, it was kind of a tight situation and I had to either make the decision to go for this thing or not. And I had put a lot of work into getting to this place or in this Mm -hmm. position. So I decided, you know what, go for it. Like you literally came here to do this. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense for you to leave without accomplishing this thing. And my mom was pissed. I mean, she thought I had just made the most rash decision, the most illogical decision ever. And 
like with her saying all of those things, like, mm-hmm. oh, you should have just waited. I was like, Mitch, should I have just waited? Like, I wanted was, to give you advice. Right. But I was feeling kind of good about what I had done. I was like, you did, you did what needed to be done. And <laughs> thankfully, um, I have my dad who is, I don't want to say the opposite of my mom. Cause obviously there are things that they mm-hmm. agree on wholeheartedly, but he was like, I thought you made the best decision. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what I would have done. And so it really helped to, I don't know, I guess establish a little bit of confidence in me. And mm-hmm. that day just showed me, Hey, every move that you make, they won't necessarily approve of, but they will have to accept it. So as long as I'm not doing something like outlandish out here, I'm not wilding out in these streets. uh, Mm -hmm. I think I can be comfortable with the decisions that I make, whether it takes them some time to adjust to it or whether they adjust to it immediately. But that at that point, it's not really my problem. Right. I'd say at this point in my life too, when I do get advice, whether it's useful or helpful, if I take it or not, I just try to make sure that I can live with the outcome of the decision. Um, Because there's nothing worse than taking someone's advice and they don't have a crystal ball. You don't either. (laughs) Right. You just don't know what could happen. And when it's all said and done, you just want to make sure that you're confident and secure in whichever direction it goes. And so that that's kind of another reason why I don't have an issue not taking advice, you know, I don't have an issue with um, just having the final say of, hey, I'm gonna just go in my own direction on this, but thank you so much for your advice. Yeah, so you are saying that uh, we don't have a crystal ball, so things could go either way. I wholeheartedly agree with that because if I'm going to deal with the consequences of something, can you imagine how pissed off you would be if you had to deal with the consequences of somebody else's decision? I Just the other day, I was watching Top Chef on Bravo, and <laughs> it was a team challenge, and um, the lady had she was frying chicken wings for this challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hang with me. This is going somewhere. (laughs) She was frying chicken wings and she fried like the first batch and had her teammates try it. And they were like, uh, you need to fry it for less time. And in her own little, like in her diary room, I don't know what they call it when they go off to the side. Confessional, thank you. her confessional she was like I usually fry my wings for exactly seven minutes so that they can be very crispy and I trust my formula but if everybody else on my team is saying that I just I decided to just go with what they're saying and she had made chicken wings on the show before turned out great I think she was one of like the top chefs when she when she made her chicken wings Mm -hmm. but so like at the end, she ended up going home because there, there weren't any weaker dishes on her team than hers. And I'm like, dang, like if you would have fried the wings the way you went to fry the wings, at least you could say, 
hey, that was my bad. Seven minutes was too long. But now you've taken all these other people's advice and they're still in the game and you just got kicked out, you know? So yeah. But that, it's that hard was- going up against all those other people. It and, is. And so what do you do when there's a decision that has to be made and everyone else around you is giving mm-hmm. advice that you should go the opposite of, of yeah. where you should go? Yeah. One of the things that I'm starting to realize, I'm not saying I'm there yet, right? Like I think this whole topic of, oh, know what's useful versus what's just good. I -hmm. think it's something that gets tested all through your life. So Mm -hmm. like, while now I think I'm at a place in one spot in my life where I can make these decisions and be confident, there are going to be times where I'm in situations where I'm brand new, I'm not confident and I am leaning on other people. But this lady, like she had made those wings before. (laughs) So Mm. I think like, it's just a lesson that you sometimes have to just trust what you know. Um, Mm. You can always, or this is what I I tell myself, like you can always bet on you. Like, you know what Mm. you can provide. And even if you can't provide the best of something, you know your work ethic and that you'll like work to get to the best. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just- of course, I wish that she would have trusted herself more, even though there were a lot of people. I get it, though. Like, you have a team, you know, mm-hmm. that you're accountable to, but also the team didn't go home. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. But to get back to uh, to the question of, like, do I find some people's advice harder? I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a sister who is 10 years older than me. And for so much of my life, like I trusted her voice more than I trusted mine because she was older, um, had my best interests at heart, wiser, had been through some things. So I knew like if there's one person whose advice I can trust, it's hers, right? Mm -hmm. So like now in my like late 20s, it's hard when she says something for me to be like, man, I have to trust my voice more than I trust her voice. Mm -hmm. Because for, for, I don't know, for maybe 25, 26, 27 Mm -hmm. years (laughs) of my life, her voice was the one that I knew I could trust. If I Mm -hmm. needed a decision on, hey, should I get the bananas or the strawberries? And I wanted strawberries, but she said bananas, I was getting bananas, you know? (laughs) Yeah, because I I trusted and still do trust her voice so much. So I think it's a little bit better now, but I would say that's recent. Like within the last year or two, Mm -hmm. I've had to, you know, just start to trust my own voice a lot more. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you because that's hard to do. The fact that you're conscious of that. yeah. She probably has no idea (laughs) because she will now, right? She's the main one who's like, you need to, (laughs) you need to assert yourself. (laughs) Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's the biggest. Wait till it comes back towards her. Right. So she's the biggest hype man. She's the one who's like, I would say her and you, like you guys are the ones where like, whenever I need to be assertive. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about things that you guys have said to me. So yeah, going <laughs> going against something that she advised. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's just it's just always a little bit harder. And I think it's interesting that it's her and not my parents because you know, like mm-hmm. parents are parents, you know, yeah, you rebel against them at some mm-hmm. point, but my sister, like, <laughs> not my sister. So yeah, it's it's really hard for me. No pressure from her, but mm-hmm. just just again, me getting in my own head. So we've talked about us being the ones who like had to decide whether advice is useful or not useful. But just out of curiosity, have you had moments where at the end of the day or at the end of whatever situation, the person who gave you the advice that you decided not to take was actually right? And now you're in a position where you wish you had listened to them? Yes, I'd say my parents. Okay. When I was younger, um, I would say I didn't rebel or go against their advice often, but Mm -hmm. the few times that I did, they were always right. (laughs) And they were happy to let me know that they were right. (laughs) They're so petty. They have to see. I told you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But yeah, I would definitely say teenage years, young adulthood. as of late, I would say if I haven't taken people's advice, it's not that it turned out so horribly. The result just maybe was different. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, it hasn't been anything catastrophic. Uh, so yeah. that So that's how I feel because I can't think of any times where the person came back and was just like, oh, I told you and I mm-hmm. felt some type of way about it. it. It always feels like, okay, well, life goes on. And I don't know if I'm, maybe I'm still stupid. Like maybe I don't have enough sense. (laughs) Maybe I don't have enough sense to realize like, no, you should have listened to them. But I just feel like it's never, like you said, gone so horribly wrong that I'm like, oh, I should have listened to this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch me think about like a million examples after we finish recording this, but I just, mm-hmm. nothing I, comes to mind. I think one thing we have in common is that we're good about looking at other people's lives and the decisions that they've made. And we don't have to learn through experience. Exactly. I think I think we, we're very much aligned in that way where if we are making a decision, that it's well thought out, you know, we're, we're happy to look at how things have turned out for other people. And Mm -hmm. if it may have didn't go as planned or really, really wrong, we're good at taking that into account. So I think that kind of saves us from anything major. Yeah. Also, I think like accountability. So Mm -hmm. if, if I didn't take somebody's advice and things go horribly wrong, I'm not even thinking about the person who gave me that advice. <laughs> like I'm holding myself accountable. Like, Hey, you shouldn't have done this. So they don't even enter my mind or enter the picture. It's all about me at that point and mm-hmm. making sure that I don't go through whatever, you know, whatever this decision resulted in again. So can you share a story around when you've given advice and people haven't taken it? Oh, this is interesting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no specific details, please. Okay. So, all right. So there was one situation and 
I don't want to get into like the details of it, but I will say like kind of what I learned from it. So I gave an opinion, my mm. opinion on something, right? And after after the fact, I find out that one, I didn't have all the details. So like when I was hearing this person talk about, okay, like why they didn't make the decision that was my opinion, it was like, well, if you would have told me all of that, <laughs> I would have had a different opinion myself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it taught me one that like people, people aren't giving you all the details. Like you're working with a limited amount of facts here. Uh, you're working with a limited amount of emotions. And um, I think because I had two situations where that happened back to back, I also learned like when you give advice or your opinion on anything, just understand that that person has all the facts and they're mm. gonna use all the facts to make their decision, hopefully. And you want that, right? Like if you're somebody's friend or loved one, you actually care about them, you want them to make the decision that's best for them. Even if things don't work out, which I will never hope that things don't work out for mm -hmm. someone I care about. But even if things don't work out, you want the person to know, hey, it took a lot of guts. It took a lot of confidence to do that. And that's what you want. Okay, so it didn't work this time. And next mm -hmm. time it'll probably work. Like you, you want to use that moment to like big up that person and be like, mm -hmm. you, you trusted you. And mm -hmm. that's all that I could ask for as someone who's in your life. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You said, you said the phrase, you trusted you. I've used that phrase with my mom before. Yeah. Um, you know, as a parent, you, I understand that she wants what's best for me. She's always trying to think two, three steps ahead of me. And this is in my earlier twenties where I just sat her down and was like, mom, you've raised me. Yeah. You've poured so much in, into me. I'm so thankful. I love you for that. But before you're gone, you have to give me the room to make decisions and figure out certain things, gain my confidence. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't even want to think about the day when she's not here. Right. However, this is life. And before that day comes, I need to be confident as a woman that I can make certain decisions and follow my own advice, yeah. um, you know, before that day comes. And of course, while you're here, I'll be coming to you, leaning on you, but I have to build that confidence. And ever since then, you know, she definitely will always give her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's from, she is from a place of I'm your mama. I'm going to say what I have to say, but I respect that you're a woman now and you're going to have to take some of the advice or not, but make what make the decision that's best for you. Yeah. And she wouldn't even want a daughter who's depending on her mm -hmm. to make every, do you know how exhausting that would have to be? Like, you think you want me to come to you about everything, but trust me, you do not. Like, you would probably look at yourself as a failure as a mom if mm -hmm. I can't even make a decision or stand on my own two feet and I'm this grown woman. So, right. Yeah. yeah. With parents, it's, it's always interesting. Um, 
a few weeks ago, my my mom had something with with my sister. And I was like, yeah, but you said your piece and, you know, just let it go. And she's like, and I was like, really? You didn't even have to say that because she's like grown, grown. And she's <laughs> like, okay, but she's my daughter and I need her to know. And mm-hmm. I felt for her in that moment because I'm like, aw, aw. She sees her as her daughter, you know, like, yeah. To me, it's like, oh, that's my big sister. So she's always been this big person to me. To mm-hmm. my mom, it almost that's feels still like- still her baby. Right. She's always been a small person to her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, girl, you you, you, you gonna have to learn to just like say what you want to say and be okay with her. Yeah, now. as a mom, you, I think you always feel like you have to say your piece. It's your duty at a minimum to say it. yeah. From the child's perspective, though, I could definitely understand how it can, it can just be a lot. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I did do you always have this. to say what <laughs> right. you're thinking? <laughs> I'll be 80 years old and she's still going to be like, I still got to say what I said, what I said. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just because you asked me, I, I wanted to know your answer. Like, have you been in the situation where you gave advice and someone didn't take it? And what yeah. you learned from that? Yeah, um, I had this coworker who was about, I'd say six or seven years younger than me. And she was going through a situation at work where she started confiding in me about some mistreatment and disrespect that was happening at work. And I noticed it, but I didn't say anything. I waited until she came to me in, in detail Uh, to tell me about the situation. Mm -hmm. And I gave her advice. The advice wasn't so much given that she would act on it in that moment. Unfortunately, the situation I kind of saw was already so far gone. Mm. It's, it was kind of one of those things where how you start in a company, how you present yourself. And then just like, once people start pushing against those boundaries and you don't solidify them Mm -hmm. it's very hard to will them back in so yeah when I gave her the advice I already kind of had a feeling that she wasn't going to take it but I knew that even if she did take me up on the advice and handle the situation how I thought it should have been handled I had a feeling that it wasn't going to make a difference okay um I was giving her the advice more so for the future. You know, you're going to move on from here. So, you know, these are some things you can do uh, to help alleviate some of the discomfort that you're having. So, yeah, she didn't take the advice and I felt bad, but I also knew that when she started her next role that she would probably keep in mind some of the things I had been discussing with her. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I kind of knew I was like, uh, this situation is pretty far gone and it's it would take a lot to come back from it. So Yeah, that's good that you mentioned, okay, in her next position she might take into consideration because advice doesn't expire. You know, like there's no expiration date on advice. So if someone didn't take your advice in this situation, they can still tap into it later down the road when they're in a similar situation because that's kind of how life works you know <laughs> like yeah she she would come to me after the uh, initial time that she told me about what was happening mm-hmm. and 
she'd be like, Neosha, you, you said I should do X, Y, Z. And I just told her, I said, someone, the person giving you the advice, they're not in this situation. And some things are easier said than done. Yes. So that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation of, hey, this is the advice. And I even told her, I said, the advice that I'm giving you, it's not easy, right? You know, it, you know, this, this situation is pretty serious and, you know, here I am six, seven years older than you, Yeah. but I'm giving you this advice at the stage you're at now. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily expecting that you're going to do it verbatim how I would handle it I have a lot more experience than you do and I just told her you know don't feel bad that you're not taking my advice you know you know because here I am 30 year old me talking to you and who knows you know what I would have done if I were in that situation at her age um very so. true. That so this reminds me of that insecure episode where <laughs> <laughs> this like young girl is working at the same job that Molly's working at and she's just herself, right? Like mm-hmm. she's completely herself and Molly sits her down and has a conversation with her and I kind of applaud the young lady because she's like, well, being myself got me the foot in the door. So I think I'll be okay. Like I'm, I'm good on your advice. I'm not going to take it. Uh, I mean, she ended up, do I, can I say that? Or is that too I mean, much of a if you haven't watched it yet, girl, probably won't. Um, <laughs> and it's not, I'm not even going to say what season is from, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, she, she did end up getting fired, but also like maybe, maybe that company wasn't a good fit for her just as much as she wasn't a good fit for it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's okay. And I think as a younger person that you, you have to learn that lesson, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can learn it as an older person too, right? Like there'll always be situations where I think that lesson comes up and you have to realize, okay, this wasn't a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think, I applaud, I applaud her for realizing like, Hey, I, I don't want to change this about myself because I'm changing this today. And then tomorrow it's another thing. So I admired the confidence in her to be like, Hey, you know, just cause, and that's another thing <laughs> just because, cause I feel like this happens a lot. I think some people think just because they took a path that that's the right path to take. And now everybody mm. has to take that path. And if you don't, they feel some type of way. It's that like, is a oh, word. That's just that, not my path, boo. It's that okay. is a word. Because <laughs> Molly was giving her good advice. If you want to keep this job, you, you need to get in line. And that it, that's advice that most people would give. Yes. You just got here it's so exhausting looking for a new job. However, I'd say it's good that she got fired. She can hopefully move on to a different place. Mm -hmm. That's a better fit for her. And it just shows that, Hey, they, yeah, we hired you, but then we need to change you to get in line. And maybe Molly was okay with that. Mm -hmm. However, and, and are we surprised not, not to go too deep on insecure, but 
she Molly had a habit or routine of slightly changing herself to try to fit into different roles and situations whether it was her dating life and trying to convince herself she should like a person or date a person or being at the law firm and hey you guys should like me Mm. I digress let's not go too deep on that yes so consider the source who who's who's giving this advice okay what's your track record is what I'm asking so so I'm glad you brought that up how do you feel about taking advice from people on a particular area where they themselves haven't been successful or have struggled oh it's juicy I know (laughs) okay it depends on what it is. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't want to come right out and say, no, if they weren't successful, they have nothing to offer. <laughs> Cause I don't feel that way. I think it depends on the person. For example, there are some people who come out of situations and they're like, listen, this is where I went wrong. And so I just want to make sure This isn't something that, this isn't a mistake that you repeat. It might not apply to you, but it might. So I just want it to be out there, you know? So Mm -hmm. there are some people like that, but there are others who are like, oh, well, because I went through it and this was the outcome, like I'm the expert. I'm always like very hesitant to take advice from people who failed at something and now just swear they're the expert because it's like, you have... (laughs) how are you the expert when your expert advice didn't even work for yourself? Like who, what do I look like? Who the fool be taking advice from you? Uh, So yeah, so it depends on the individual, probably how the the advice is packaged Mm -hmm. and and what the situation is. Because work advice is different from relationship advice, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, yeah, I'd have to consider the source, the situation. A lot of thought would go into taking that advice. But again, I can still listen to it, their advice mm-hmm. and decide this is great. However, it's not useful for me mm-hmm. right now. What do you think about it? I'd say it. I'd listen, but it would be very difficult for me to value their advice mm-hmm. if they struggled in that specific area or they failed at it. And it depends on their approach. You know, like, are they kind of bitter about it and like kind of on this path? Okay. (laughs) You know, or is it just coming from a genuine place of, hey, these are the things I learned. Um, One area that comes to mind is um, marriage. Okay. And I don't know, people... I find that people who are divorced when they try to give advice to people or if people have never been married, people mm-hmm. don't want to take their advice. However, for me, I, just because someone is, has never been married, I don't discount their advice. So for you and I, you, you've never been married, but I value your opinion not so much on marriage specifically, but if there's a situation, I would come to you and say, am I tripping about this? (laughs) Am I being overly emotional? (laughs) 
because I know you will keep it real. So yeah, I, I think there are certain areas or if people aren't good with their money, mm. you know, it's like people trying to give you financial advice, but they're at, they're always asking like, can you help me with my bills? <laughs> Let me hold some. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you might be hesitant to take their advice about which companies you should invest in. So, you know, it's funny. My dad used to say this when we were kids and I thought it was hilarious. So he has a brother who's, uh, who's been married more than once. And my, my parents have been together for 45 years this month. Right. And uh, my dad was like, well, if I ever needed marriage advice, I will go to my brother who's been divorced because he's been married twice. So he has more experience as a married person than I do. And I'm like, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like Nobody thinks like that. What is wrong with you? And I don't know if he had a point till this day, but I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I don't he, agree. He or advise disagree. you on not to lose your wife. How not to lose her. Right. <laughs> keep, keep in mind though, I don't think he ever did go to him for advice, but uh, oh my gosh. I think he would try to say that to counter like the other siblings who maybe hadn't been divorced at the time and they would be trying to give advice and he would be like, you, you don't have, you don't have the answer, Sway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's his Oh little. man. So if you could give advice to other women, Mm-hmm. about key things you should keep in mind or take away when trying to sort between good and useful advice, what would that be? Okay, so my number one thing would be don't avoid the advice because of your pride. I think sometimes when someone tells us something that we don't want to hear, our initial reaction is to be like, well, I'm going to do it. And I would prove them wrong. I remember watching an interview years ago where Whitney Houston was saying like that, that was the case. Like people thought her marriage to Bobby Brown was not what it should have been. Mm -hmm. And she really was determined to prove them wrong. I think if that's your angle and that's the reason why you're not taking advice that's clearly good for you, go ahead and let go of the pride. Like it's not... It's not serving you in the long run. You're doing you're doing way more damage to yourself than good. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that would be my number one advice is take some time to get out of your feelings and really sift through the advice because pride in the long run is not it's not going to work out well for you. Okay. Yeah, don't dig your heels in unnecessarily. Exactly. And that's so hard to not do. It is. It, the the more time that passes on certain situations where you just want to be right about it yeah. but I don't want to go on too much of a tangent um but for me I would say if you are seeking advice and you truly value the opinion of that person give them as much details as possible and you touched on this earlier I've been guilty of this in the past. I I think we all have where you may go to someone about a situation, but you're only giving them nuggets and pieces and sound bites. However, it's hard to give the best advice if you don't know the full picture. Yep. And then if they don't give you what you see as useful advice, yeah, it's just good. It could be because you didn't give them the whole story. 
Right. Exactly. So because like, no, I was just going to say, because like I said, man, if I would have known that or, you know, mm-hmm. I might have changed my mind. I would have said, hey, go for it. But you're only telling me um, all these like negative things. You're literally painting a picture that's going to have me pick a certain way. Mm-hmm. So weeks from now, months from now, years from now, I don't want to hear, oh, well, you told me to do X, Y, Z. <laughs> no, don't you do that. <laughs> Don't do that because you were you were missing a whole bunch of details and I just did the best with what I could. But I think it's also <laughs> kind of affected who I'll give my opinion to now, because like I said, that happened to me twice in a row where someone felt kind of salty about something that I said, mm-hmm. but I was just saying, hey, this, this is what I would do. And for me, it was just, okay, this is how I would handle it. But you don't ever have to take my, if you're my friend and you're listening to it, you don't ever have to take my advice. Um, I really just care about you and I'm giving my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had it happen twice where, where people felt away because I said mm-hmm. my opinion and what they wanted to do was the opposite and that was fine. But it just kind of made me see, okay, maybe not everybody really wants to hear your opinion, and so um, I'm selective now. So like with you, I know you're going to you're going to do what you want to do anyway. And I'm mm-hmm. just like a voice. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to take into consideration. So I don't mind saying to you, hey, this is what my thought is. Uh, but I I don't think I have why. Well, no, I don't have that relationship with everybody. So I think I'm just going to listen. And if they say, like, what do you think? I'm going to be like, well, what do you think? You know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Just so I'm supporting them still without putting Samaria's voice on it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this has been a really good conversation. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And if you love what you heard, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Also, our time together does not have to end here. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd also love to hear your thoughts. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.